You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 11. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here, and welcome to episode 11 of the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts every week. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Michael Lynn. Michael is a business advisor who helps tech leaders to develop their business skills. He is also author of the book, Career Advancing Secrets for Tech Leaders. And Michael says that his passion is to help ambitious tech leaders to completely upgrade to a new mindset. So Michael, take a moment to expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, hi Phil, yeah. Um, For starters, I think the entire IT industry should thank you for doing this podcast. This is really a giant step toward the right direction. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I mean that from the bottom of my heart, yes. So as for myself, uh, yeah, got my bachelor in computer science uh, in the early 90s in Australia, uh, University of New South Wales, and worked in IT for many years. And uh, after I started, I built my own businesses, and I finally got a solid understanding of business and people. And if you think about it, starting up building your own business is really kind of like attending the school of hard knocks. You're forced to deal with people from all walks of life. Uh, you make mistakes, you learn from your mistakes. Um, I also talked to plenty of people who are wiser than me. And then I read a massive amount on um, business, history, biology, human nature, persuasion, negotiation, deal making, yeah. and uh, relationship building, etc., etc. I had to. And uh, my friends who are uh, still working in uh, corporate IT, and they start asking me things like, you know, how do you start a business? And then they start asking me how to deal with uh, whatever challenges they were facing working in uh, corporate IT. Yeah. So as I was helping them, I realized, aha, all of these business skills and people skills I learned through starting and building my own businesses, they apply directly to anyone who is working in the IT world. And in addition, since I'm a business owner, I can really understand what their upper management was trying to do, which often seemed like a puzzle to my friends who, are, who, who have never had a business. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what triggered me to redirect my passion into helping tech professionals because I myself came from a very humble background. You know, I was born in China. And I'm twice the immigrant. First time moved to Australia. Yeah. Second time moved to the U.S. So I just love helping people to excel. I I I'm a developer. I'm a, I'm a developer of people uh-huh. to their to their fullest potential. Yeah. So so and I, I wrote a, a few books, uh, four books so far, and the last book is uh, uh, um, the fourth book is a. Uh, Career Advancing Secrets for Tech Leaders, How to Turn the Table and Shift the Game in Your Favor. Okay, can you tell us 
um, or maybe share with us a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to know and probably don't? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, this is what I tell my consulting clients all the time. Um, it's a little bit counterintuitive, but the thing is, if you really think about it, every bit of career success you have had up to this point of your life is due to the fact that you treated your career like a business, either intentionally or unintentionally. And every bit of obstacle you faced in the past or you're currently facing right now, right now, and every bit of a struggle you're facing is due to the fact that you are either intentionally or unintentionally treating your IT career like a hobby. H-O-B-B-Y, hobby. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me, let me explain. Let me explain using, using some, some analogies or metaphors. Okay. Let's say we have a Boeing 747 captain, a pilot captain. Okay. Um, in his private life, okay, he owns a little airplane and he flies it, okay, for his personal joy. Okay. He can fly it, you know, however he wants. You know, he, he can fly it upside down. <laughs> he, yeah. he feels like it. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it doesn't generate any income when he flies his little personal airplane. Okay. And he can never afford to buy a 747 and fly it for his personal joy. Right. Yep. So for, for him to have fun flying a, a Boeing 747, he has to work for an airline by providing his expert service, carrying fee-paying passengers from point A to point B, right? So, so uh, apply this back to the IT world, right? If you just play with technology on your personal laptop, right? That's just a hobby, right? It doesn't pay the bills, and you're not going to get to play, uh, any chance to play with any big systems. That's, that's where, where all the fun is, right? Sure. So... <clears throat> So if you want to play with the big big systems, if you want to earn the big bucks, right? You've got to provide your expert service to fee-paying customers by solving their problems, right? Yes, absolutely yeah. So, right. So yeah. So speaking of uh, of uh, 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 solving their problems, right? We all had, you know, I'm going to turn the table again, right? We all had experience of hiring someone to solve all problems. All right. So, so here, 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 here's an example. Uh, let's say you, you've got a leaky pipe in your house, right? So you're gonna hire a plumber, right? So we want our plumber to tell us, you know, the root cause of the problem, how much money it will cost us to fix the problem, how long it will take to do the job, can it be done right now, today, tomorrow, next week, right? Do we need to shut off the water to the house, the entire house, or just the kitchen, right? We don't care. We don't want to know if the plumber came here in a van or a pickup truck, right? We we don't care if he drives a Toyota or a Ford, right? We don't care. We don't care exactly how he arranges his tools and, and materials in the back of his truck, and we don't care what brand of tools he uh, he, he he uses, right? But a lot of times, right, right, when we IT professionals, when we hear the word, oh, you need to communicate, you need to communicate, right? We immediately start talking about the brand of tools we use, right? The name of the programming language we use, the advantage of the programming language, and how cool our design looks, and, and so on and so forth, right? 
This is caused, right, unintentionally by having a hobby mentality without realizing it, right? So as you advance your career higher and higher, right, you, you will start to notice just like how we don't care, you know, how, how, what kind of tools our, our, our plumber use, right? We only care about, you know, uh, how, you know, how much will it cost and, and what, what, how, how big of a job is to, to fix the water leak, right? Um, and, and those who pay us, you know, higher up, right? They, they really care. They, they really want to hear, you know, can we solve their problems, right? Can we make their pain go away? Right, and and can we can we make their lives more pleasant? Yes, right? but but it, it's probably it's actually never phrased. You know, when they talk to us, it's never phrased in that way. But but if you have enough insight, you will realize that's that's what they want. Yeah. So it's all about the, the outcome. Right, right, right. So speaking of speaking of running a career as a business, right? I mean, I mean, what what exactly is a business, right? In a nutshell, right? It's solving problems for other people in in exchange for a fee, right? That's that's just plain and simple, right? So so it's it's all about finding what pain your customers want to avoid and what pleasure they want to seek. Okay. And a lot of my clients ask, you know, I, I am a technical expert, I just mastered some new technology, you know, I should be given a new project, a new promotion, a new job. And, uh, you know, how am I supposed to know what, what problems other people are having and what, what pains to avoid, right? So, in, in general, right, at a higher, at a macro, MACR, at a macro level, right, everybody wants the same thing. You know, they want food, shelter, safety, security, you know, good health, friendship, love, family, children, etc., etc., right? But at a macro, MACR, at, at an individual level, right, not everybody wants exactly the same set of things. Right. So, for, for example, okay, a a ninety five year old grandpa and a five year old little boy, you know, they're not gonna want the exact same set of things, right? A fifty year old chief technology officer is not gonna be concerned about the exact same set of things as a twenty five year old engineer just came out of college, right? Um. A lot of my uh, my clients, you know, they're very passionate about the technology they work on. And they have trouble imagining what other people want. So I, I help them to figure out, you know, what's going on here. You know, um, I, I help them to make sense. You know, what, what seems to be chaotic and confusing to them, and help them to uh, uh, figure it out and position themselves, and then to work out a strategy. And, and then I explain the principles behind the scene. And over time, so they, they learn my way of thinking and then gain the skills yeah. to understand people and a business so they can, they can advance themselves. And, and I just want to throw in another uh, counterintuitive example. Right? You, you manager, right? Uh, pretty much uh, anyone or everyone up and down the entire corporate ladder, right? Is supposed to present an image to those reporting to them that they have no problems. They know everything. They're in control, right? But if you think about it, right? If you really think about it, why is your manager earning a salary that's bigger than yours? Because your manager is hired and paid to solve bigger problems, right? Yeah. Bigger headaches, right? So your manager has problems. Your manager doesn't want to be seen as having problems, and your manager's problems are big. 
So if you can somehow figure out what your manager's problems are, either figure it out yourself or have someone help you to figure it out, right? solve it for him or her, and do it with grace and tact, right? Without making them look bad in public. Yes. Your reward is, is going to be your reward is going to be very very handsome, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So to sum it up, right? Uh, it's a hobby, you know. Manage your career. It's not a hobby. Manage your career uh, as as you uh, 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 as if you would manage a, a business. Yeah, it's putting that level of professionalism into what you do and, and not treating it, um, I suppose, as, as you put, as a hobby or a, or a, or a I say non unprofessional or non professional activity. It's it's changing right. your mindset, isn't it? It's about right. how you tackle the problems and approach what you're doing and, and, and recognizing that you are delivering a service to somebody. Right. And I know once you made the big bucks on weekends you can go enjoy your hobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you can go and fly your your own plane. Right. Right. Can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Um, this is really embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually the best stories. Uh, and this happened, I have to say, okay, this, this happened more than 20 years ago when I was young and stupid, okay? Okay. A <laughs> uh, 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 fresh out of university, right? And uh, I, I was working for an IT consulting firm. And this firm had a contract with the Australian Federal Department, uh, a Department of Defense. Okay, and they they were going to upgrade hundreds of military bases, you know, Air Force, Navy, uh, Army, all over the country. Okay, so I was sent to do an audit uh, in an Army base. Okay, in the middle of nowhere, you know, outback, you know, down under, right. <laughs> Yeah. Don't don't ask me where the base is located because you know I've sworn into secrecy, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, uh, I'm a I'm a Jew citizen of both U.S. and Australia. Okay, so in the outback, in the middle of nowhere, right? In in in, in, in army base, right? I I spent an entire day working with a civilian contractor. Okay, and he was directly employed by the Australian Army. Okay. Um, so really, he, he is the army, right? Uh, and and I, I'm the outside uh, contractor consultant, you know. And and this civilian contractor, he, he was 30 years older than me. Okay, so so I, I so you know I, I was I was young, so I I I was looking up to him. Yeah. Okay? But he had a negative attitude. He was pessimistic and he was defeatist, and he was also very charming on the outside. Okay, so he basically charmed me into his way of thinking. Uh. So by the end of the day, right, when we emerged from the server room, okay, he has completely charmed me into, into his way of thinking. Okay. I became just like him, negative, pessimistic, and defeatist. Right? Yep. So when the managers from our company right, asked me how I felt about their infrastructure, and how I felt about this upcoming major upgrade, right, that we were hired to do, right, I was negative and pessimistic, you know, about, you know, how oh, they have all, you know, all these old systems and so patchworks, you know, you touch this one thing here, something will go terribly wrong over there, you know how it is, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but I was, I was, I was, I was like defeatist. Okay, it, it, it's not the description of what's happening. It's, it's my attitude. Okay, what I didn't realize was, okay, the head of IT for this army base, okay, a gentleman who used to be a tank commander, right? Right. And he hated he hated being accidentally called a tank driver, right? And his rank was a major, right? He was in his uniform, right? He was standing right there, right, three feet from me, and he heard my entire negative comment. Yeah. So I was really embarrassing my entire company in front of the client. Okay. Yes. So you know. Uh, a week later, you know, they called me and they really chewed me up over the phone. I had no idea, and I, I, I learned. I mean, I mean, thanks for this incident, right? I, I learned, like, I learned the following three things, right? Number one, of course, you know, large IT projects can be complicated and hard, right? And, and that's also where the fun is. You know, if it's easy, we'd all be unemployed. <laughs> Anybody yeah. can do it, right? And number two. The business relationship, right? I was young and naive. I wasn't thinking, you know, who has hired whom to deliver what? Who has promised whom what will be delivered when for how much money, right? Yeah. I was completely not thinking about any of those business relationships. And number three, of course, we will always run into people who are negative, right? Roadblocking, pessimistic, defeatist. And wanting to keep the existing legacy systems for their own job security or whatever their personal agenda, right? Yeah. It's our job. It's our job to overcome these obstacles. You know, the, the technology part is fun and relatively easy, but being able to overcome obstacles is why we get paid for big bucks. Yeah. That was my profound revelation from that one <laughs> stupid, <laughs> young and naive incident. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it is, I think, is something that people learn as they progress through their careers, that it's as much about relationships as it, and communication as it is about the technology that you're implementing. So, yeah, that is a great lesson to pass on, definitely. So moving on um, from your worst moment, can you share with us your IT career highlight or greatest success, and how you were able to achieve that? Um, I recently helped a client of mine to get a job, a $400,000 a year job. Right. Um, okay, long story short, right? So my client is this highly accomplished tech executive, right? He went for a job interview, right? He, 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 uh, he drove three hours out there for the job interview. And after five minutes, the chief technology officer told him to leave. Oh. And then he said, come back next Tuesday. And my client was really shocked, you know, asked to leave after five minutes. And, and he was feeling really upset. And, you know, he was like offended, right? Uh, I was like, what's going on, right? So he calls me on his way home, right? It's just a three-hour drive. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I knew his confidence was shot, right? And I needed to boost his confidence, right? But I also knew, right, the least effective method, actually it's counterproductive uh, uh, to, to boost someone's confidence is, is to do the following, right? Don't do this, right? So, so, so it goes like this. You lack confidence. You need to be more confident, right? The reason this is bad is because when they hear that, right, they feel, oh, 
I lack confidence. Therefore, I'm not good enough. And therefore, they will be feeling even less confident. So this is a very popular method, but it, it has the opposite uh, uh, effect of, 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 what, you, of you, uh, what you want to happen. So, so, so I, 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 I thought about his situation and I analyzed his situation, right? So I, I told him my analysis and I, 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 I knew my analysis will actually give him the confidence he needed. Okay. So I, I told him that. So, so this CTO who told you to leave in five minutes, right? Imagine he asked you to come back next Tuesday. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, that, that's, that's a very important piece of information. He did ask you to come back next Tuesday. Right? He, he was so angry that he completely forgot, right? And, and he was, he was got, like thinking not going back there next Tuesday, right? I said, listen, I said, this means a lot, right? This means that he wanted to meet you face to face in person in the same room, right? To get a feeling, to see what sort of person you are, right? And before he, he divulged some kind of a crucial information to you, okay, which he's going to do next Tuesday, right? And I also I'm sensing I'm also sensing this this CTO, right? He wants and he needs something from you, something you have, something he knows you have, and something he doesn't have and he needs it. And this means he is probably in trouble for not having it, right? Uh, and this means he's in more trouble than you. Okay. And this is how I boost his confidence, by, by, by making him understand that the guy who is holding the key to whether he's going to get a job or not is in more trouble than him. Right? So I said, that unless you can save him, right? unless you can save him by giving him what you have and he doesn't have. Right? And I said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's probably waiting on, on, on an answer of some sort from somewhere between now and next Tuesday, which is probably next Monday. However, they're going to make some decision over the weekend and they're going to inform him on Monday. So go back there on Tuesday, right? Make sure you go back there on Tuesday and he will tell you what he wants. Right? He's going to ask you. Uh, whatever he asks, right? give it to him. Give it to him 110%. Whatever you have, just give it to him. Whatever he asks. Right? You're going to make him very, very happy. That's what I told him, right? He calls me back Tuesday night, right? He calls me on Tuesday night. I can hear the excitement in his voice, right? He said, Michael, your predictions all came true. He said, I showed up this morning, right? And this CTO asked me about X, right? I told him everything I knew about X, you know, what I've done with it, what went wrong, how I fixed them, you know, yada, 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 the whole shaman, right? I gave him the whole load, right? Yeah. And the CTO was so happy. He told me that this is what happened. He promised six of his customers, not one, not two, not three, but six of his customers that he could deliver X. Right? And he was waiting on them to call back on Monday to say, yep, we're going to buy X from you. Right? So the answer came back on Monday and they're going to buy X from him. But the trouble is, he did not have X. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is the classic story of he sold something he didn't have, but yeah. uh, 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 he but but he knew that that my client had it. Right. So my client got the job, spent the rest of the day with HR doing all the paperwork, you know, taking photos, getting the badge. Yeah. 
And then he told me the the, the, the salary package, add up all the benefits and the stock options. It was like, I'm, oh, wow, 400 grand. Yeah, I take it he took the job. Uh, yes, uh, he has been there ever since. And then I, I was so amazed at, at the innovation that, that he, uh, he, he came up with over there. It was like, wow. Yeah, so... So it was a good thing that uh, that he went back there on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What one thing excites you about the future of a career in IT? Um. Well, for me, right, it, it's the it's the potential for personal growth for people working in IT. That, yes. That's what excites me. I I think I think okay. The IT field is the biggest meritocracy compared to any other industries or professions. You know, we have the least amount of, you know, uh, you need to come from the right pedigree right, in IT. So we, we have, compared to other professions, we have the most level playing field, right? We don't have the, uh, we don't have the, you know, uh, how did you get to become president? Well, my dad was the president. You know, we, we don't have those things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people come from very humble beginnings, and they apply themselves, and they go all the way to the very top in IT. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think I think the opportunities are there for everybody, and it doesn't necessarily matter what background you have. You you have the opportunities. That's that's the great thing about a career in IT. Yep. It's time for the reveal round, which is a quick fire set of questions. So, what attracted you to a career in IT? <laughs> Everyone else in my family is a professional musician. My mom is a pianist. My dad was a composer, and they wanted to make a pianist out of me. Uh, and they, they 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 succeeded. My little sister has a PhD in classical piano performance from the University of Southern California, but from a very young age, I did not want to spend the rest of my life practicing the piano 10 hours a day for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't for you. Nope. I've always loved science, uh, physics, and ever since I was a kid, all things electrical fascinated me. Because my dad was, was, uh, he was a musician, but he was into recording engineering. So he was playing with all this equipment, and those things fascinated me. Uh, and yeah. then uh, about just yeah just just shy of thirty years ago, you know, I was a teenager, and I saw the potential of computers in business and everywhere else. And I wanted to advance my own life, and I saw how being a professional in the tech field can catapult my life forward. So I, I went for a degree in computer science. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Uh, oh. I will never forget this. I had a summer job when I was an undergrad, and then the owner of the business told me, it's 30% technical knowledge and 70% your ability to deal with business and people. And it's been 30 years, almost 30 years, and not a single day go by do I get a even deeper appreciation of the profound wisdom that's contained in that statement. Yeah, you referred to it earlier. It's really about relationships and dealing with people as much as it is about IT and technology. Yep. 
If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Um, okay. In, in, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't not get a degree in computer science, you know. Uh, so, so in addition to getting a solid uh, computer science, I learned all the technical skills uh, and, and all the things I did. In addition, I will learn to truly understand business and people. And I will start the learning process as early as possible. I would hire a mentor, a trainer, uh, whatever the title is, you know, a coach, a consultant, an advisor, to teach me to understand business and people. It would have saved me so much pain and suffering, <laughs> and years of my life wasted on having to learn this stuff by uh, making mistakes, you know, looking like an idiot in front of the army major, <laughs> and then uh, getting chewed out by the management. <laughs> You would have saved me so much trouble. Yeah. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Oh, right now I, I'm helping. Uh, I'm focusing on helping as many tech professionals as possible, helping uh, helping them to analyze the situation they, helping them to uh, learn to position themselves, uh, helping them to work out strategies, helping mm -hmm. them to learn to understand business and people. Uh, what makes people tick so they can use the, the, the wisdom to help themselves and then promote technical advancements, which which benefits everybody. And then like, it, it just it bugs me, it bugs me. Like so many innovative ideas die in infancy because, because you know, you, you, the, 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 the inventor, the, the innovator didn't know how to promote their ideas and, and let others accept their new ideas. So it is my passion to help tech professionals to become more skillful at promoting their own innovations. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Well, you know, it, it's, um, I hate to sound like a broken record, it's my understanding of how business operates in the wild, wild west, also known as the real world. <laughs> Plus my understanding of people, their wants, their cravings, their desires, their fears, their frustrations, their loves, their hates, and then all of those that they're not they're not explicitly expressing, but you have the insight to to to, to realize that's what they want and that's that's what they don't want. Can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? Um. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. A lot of a lot of tech professionals feel helpless and hopeless in their attempt to learn business, to understand people. If we uh, if we take a quick look uh, of their situation, we we will understand why they feel so frustrated. Right? Here's the situation. Right? We we tech professionals. Right? We have invested heavily in our tech skills. We we want to do good work. Are we passionate about technology? Are we focused on technology? And quite often, you know, we're not aware of the business side of things. Uh, we don't have any insights into, you know, people and, and so on and so forth, right? And, and, and we're not getting a lot of help in this area either, right? See, here's a sad situation, right? We provide technical support when others are in need of help. But when we you know, when we are in need of help, right, there's no support, right? Yeah. Instead of helping us, instead of helping us, 
They make TV shows making fun of us, laughing at us. Yes. And they make money from those TV shows. You know, they, these people are, are having fun, you know, based on our, our, our struggle, right? Uh, we do all the hard work, right? We're putting all these wonderful systems, right? Uh, when the systems, when the, when the systems are working, right? When they're working smoothly, people just take it for granted. Or uh, when the system is down, we stay. We work 48 hours straight, no sleep, fix it. Until it's fixed, right? Yeah. But the thing is, when we work 48 hours, no sleep, right, fixing the system, right, they feel no empathy for us. You know, for they too busy, you know, work, planning their, their weekend activities. <laughs> they don't care about wasting the server room for two days straight, right? They feel no empathy for us, yet they have the audacity to come lecture us that, we need to learn to have empathy. So this constant put down, this constant put down without actual help, can really make you, can really make anyone feel hopeless. Okay. So this is why, this is why I think this podcast that you're doing is a giant step toward the right direction. It's time we help ourselves to learn to understand how business really operates in the real world. And how people really are, right? Yeah. And let me turn the table again. We all know people who are computer illiterate. You know, your grandma, your grandpa, right? And the thought of having to use computers can stress them out, right? But for us, right, as as, as experts, right, we have no fear of of any technical problems. You know, our attitude is problems, bring them up. I'm gonna have so much fun overcoming this new challenge, right? That that's our attitude, right? But, but sadly, right, the same cannot be said if one lacks understanding in business and, and in people, right? You will always be worried and concerned and stressed about the upcoming meeting, the upcoming negotiation. You know, you'd be worried about things like, what if my boss disagrees with me? What if I don't get this new project? What if I get fired? How can I get another job? Yada, yada, yada. You know, the, the fear and the stress can overwhelm you, right? But if you learn to understand business and people, if you master this area of your life, right, what used to be a source of stress will become a source of joy. It's just like you with technology, right? You'd enjoy working with people, dealing with people, persuading people, and negotiating with people. It's just fun. And, you know, it's just going to be fun like, like doing technical work. And, and, and here, 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 here's a bribe. Here's a bribe. As the more capable, you know, the more capable you become, the more capable you are in, in business and in people skills, the bigger the project will be given to you. The less capable you are with business, with people, the smaller the project will be given to you. You'll just be stuck in the cubicle doing the same thing and then get passed over for promotion. So the question is, what sort of a person are you? Are you the sort of person who avoids real-life challenges? You let reality, the situation, control your life, and you just give up? You just, you know, shrivel back into your cubicle and, and do the same work, entry-level programming for the next 40 years? Or are you the sort of person who will do whatever it takes, master whatever new skill sets are needed, necessary, 
in order to overcome real life challenges and obstacles and get what you want out of life. I mean, Phil is doing his part doing this podcast, right? I'm here helping as many tech professionals as possible. Right? What about you? Are you gonna do what? You, uh, are you gonna do what you need to do? Do your part to help yourself? Yeah, no, that's a very valid point. So I think um, the the whole career development and, and keeping yourself up to date and your and your skills and then developing not only your technical skills but your personal skills is all part of that. Um, and, and it will that is basically what will help you develop your career. That's right. Um, so, Michael, can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, um, it's my fourth book. It's on Amazon. Um, it's called uh, Career Advancing Secrets for Tech Leaders, How to Turn the Table and Shift the Game in Your Favor. Yeah. And, yeah, in the book, I go into a lot more details about uh, how uh, humans make decisions, how decisions are really made, and how to understand why other people, you know, prefer certain things and, and, and not like other things, and how other people make decisions, and then how we need to use our logical understanding to understand other people's emotional desires and wantings, and then uh, and then uh, we can. Uh, 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 um, uh, use that to uh, to help them to understand uh, where, uh, where 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 we want them to go. Uh, uh, yeah, so so that it, so we can negotiate, persuade, and uh, and then uh, you know you use this to promote technology to get other people to agree with you to do what you need them to do. And um, and finally, can you tell us the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, um, on LinkedIn, and then I have my uh, personal uh, URL redirected to my LinkedIn. So if you go to www.michaellinconsulting.com, Lin is L-I-N, so michaellinconsulting.com, and that will redirect redirect you to my LinkedIn, and then send me a connection request. Michael, so thank you very much for being on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the IT Career Energizer podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this week's great chat with Michael Lynn. You'll find full show notes on the website, which is itcareerenergizer.com slash e11. And while you're at the website, I'd really appreciate you leaving me any feedback you have about the podcast. The more I learn from you, the more I can improve the show. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Gail Stafford, author of the book, Getting Started in the Information Technology Field, with or without a technical degree. So until then, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.